Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at iccativapod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcasts. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Hey y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Um, so I wanted to talk about this story that I came across from the Press Herald. Um, so Maine wants to take sort of a staggered approach to their rollout of recreational canvas testing. So they want to they, they want to make it so they accommodate the industry and not the other way around which I think is a very good approach and it's the approach that regulators should be taking instead of, of sort of instead of just over regulating for the sake of doing so to quote unquote get it right when when their re- true intention was that they were never really for cannabis to begin with and they just want to find a way to delay and poison pill it and then they're looking for any tiny reason to latch on to Oh, we need to delay. We need to delay for safety, or we need to, we need to hold up for safety. We need to hold up on something we never really wanted to do to begin with in the name of public safety. Which I feel that the Cannabis Control Board, beside um, Commissioner Title in Massachusetts, I feel that's what they're doing. They're they're just over regulating for the sake of doing so, and most of the people on the board are, are anti cannabis. They're anti-cannabis. They never wanted it legal to begin with. And they're choosing to wield power in an abusive, contemptuous way that um, goes against the, the, the voters and the very taxpayers that they're accountable for. That's what we have in Massachusetts. We're not, we're not being regulated by people who want this to succeed. We're being regulated by people who, who want this to fail and are pissed that it, it passed to begin with and are, are using are wielding their power abusively and contemptuously to make it known that they don't like this plan and they want they want to restrict and regulate instead of um, make it accessible for adults. So I'm going to read this article from the Press Herald and it's titled Maine wants to phase in recreational cannabis testing. 
The state would require testing for pregnancy, mold, harmful microbes, and filth right away. Pesticides, residual solvents, and heavy metals would be added in the second year. May, and this is written by Pen- Penelope Overton, and this is from the Press Herald of Maine. Maine is scaling back its plans for testing adult use cannabis, calling for a staggered rollout of mandated tests that would delay some of the most expensive analyses for up to a year after the market opens. In its proposal, the Office of Marijuana Policy would be required would require all adult-use marijuana products to be tested for potency, mold, and mildew, harmful microbes, and filth before they are sold to a consumer at the very start of Maine's recreational market, which is expected to open in March. The last three required adult-use cannabis tests screen for pesticides, residual solvents, and toxins, and harmful chemicals like lead or mercury would be implemented within a calendar year of rollout, says Eric Gonsren, Godresen, the director of Office of Marijuana Policy. While testing is crucial, we believe it is equally important that the testing be done right, Gunderson said Friday. It takes time for independent top-quality labs to establish themselves and develop the capacity necessary to support growing volume of product moving through a newly launched adult-use program. Several marijuana testing labs currently operate in Maine, testing medical marijuana for dispensaries and caregivers that want to advertise their products as clean or having specific amounts of THC, the cannabis components that gets a user high, but medical marijuana testing is not required under state law. None of the labs that run voluntary tests of medical cannabis products has applied for these licenses to conduct conduct their recreational marijuana tests required by state law. The state has been ready to accept an adult-use testing lab application since Monday, but none of them come in as Friday. All right, I'm going to interrupt this for a little bit. Um, so as you know, as I've talked about on previous episodes, uh, Maine has been doing cannabis as long as the West Coast states. They've had as long of a, of a history through decrim, through medical, and and um and, and what have you, it's it's basically a one to one to, um Washington State, Oregon, Colorado, Cali, Oregon. It's basically a one to one because they've been doing it for about the same time, and to my knowledge, they haven't they're they haven't really required much testing of their craft cannabis scene, but their products are still top notch and safe. Um, people from Massachusetts and all over new England come here, come to Maine to get medicine because of the reciprocity agreement. And I haven't heard any bad things about them getting moldy weed or, um, or unsafe product. And, um, but they have been numerous stories of, um, the medical marijuana dispensaries in Massachusetts selling people bad product or selling people, um, moldy product or, 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 um, what's the name? Contaminating product. That's happened many times in, in Grassachusetts. And there have been threads on the Grassachusetts subreddit about, about these said dispensaries. You know, um, so, I mean, if Maine has not really been testing for this long and the craft caregivers have been honest and have been sort of self-regulating, um, 
I, I find no reason to think it's going to be any different or any, any less safe once they go recreational and once, you know, the, these caregivers go adult use and then have to phase into these requirements. I, I don't think there's going to be any problem with doing this because there hasn't been a problem throughout Maine's run in the last 20 some years. They've had medical for 20 years. Um, you, there hasn't been any news of, 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 uh, of contaminated product being sold in mass quantities. So I, I don't feel that that's going to be a giant issue. You know, if they have, if the caregivers have been keeping themselves honest these 20 years, I have no reason to think they're not going to keep themselves honest in 2020. So again, I mean, even, you know, even though, even though they're not going to be doing these required lab testing all the way until, until the year is done or so, People in Maine are going to continue getting safe products and people visiting Maine from other states are going to get safe products. I, I see no reason why they won't. Other states have struggled to license enough labs to test all the marijuana products prepared for sale. And Maine has taken steps like licensing testing labs before all the other marijuana businesses to avoid the ba the huge backlog of products waiting to be tested and empty retail store shelves that have plagued other states. Massachusetts, the only other New England state that allows recreational sales, key operative word sales, because Vermont, they're legal too, but they, they only allow growing, gifting, and possessing in, in private property. You can't, they don't have sales yet. Massachusetts, the only other New England state that allows recreational sales, delayed its adult use rollout from July to November 2018. Okay, so they delayed it. So the legislator delayed it from, from in the lame duck session in 2016 from, from, it was supposed to be, take place January 2018. They delayed it to July 2018. But the stores and the CCC didn't get the stores, didn't get the shops open until November of 2018. So, so they delayed, so the delays when all was said and done was about 10 months. Just, just wanted to note that. Masters, the only other New England state that allows recreational sales delayed adult use rollout from July to November 2018 until it could license two labs. They, they remain the only labs available to the state's 28 adult-use marijuana shops, which is causing supply problems to this day. But Maine lawmakers did write flexibility into the state marijuana laws to allow for a waiver of testing rules if the state failed to attract enough testing labs at the start of the market to conduct all the mandatory state tests. Last month, Gunderson said he hoped such a waiver wouldn't be necessary. The plan to phase in three out of seven cannabis tests required under Maine law was tucked inside the new state testing rules adopted Friday. The rules will be in place until February 2020 before the, the market will launch. So the phase in plan is subject to change before the first adult use sales take place. The state will hold a December 23rd public hearing on its plan to make the temporary testing rules permanent. 
In defense of this proposal, Gunderson noted that requiring extensive testing before there is adequate lab capacity would create a bottleneck in the regulated industry that would only apply to bolster, that would only bolster the continued success of the black market. The very thing that legalization is supposed to starve out of existence. Quote, consumers moving from a listed market to regulated market deserve the benefit of purchasing a product that has been subject to testing, which is why we propose immediately undertaking those tests we know we can do and requiring progress within a year to the testing of all seven categories, he said. Starting at a testing, starting a testing lab is expensive, Gunderson said. Many investors will wait until there has been a robust market in place to make sure there's enough product to be tested and money to be made to justify big investment in test in expensive testing equipment, Gunderson said. A staggered rollout gives labs time to become certified and licensed and grow with the industry, he said. Paul McCarrier, president of Legalized Maine, applauded the department's reasonable approach noting that it will afford protection to consumers without overcharging them. Regulation is needed at the start of this market, but too much too fast will drive up prices and drive consumers back into the black market. We're seeing that in Grassachusetts, $60 eights. Um, I mean, yeah, you're having people use these adult use stores and these stores making upwards of a million a day, which has been on par with what the legal states did their first year. But $60 an eight ain't cheap. Um, and especially if you have a, a good, if you have a good connect or a caregiver, like I've got that you you can just get half an ounce for 70 bucks. Like I can get, but, um, you can get from your gal or guy and you don't even have to leave your house. Um, I mean, there's something tempting to that. And if you're charging 60 per eighth for when all, after all the taxes are applied and all the labs are done and, you know, the, the dispensary accounts for overhead, when, when they charge that 60 and eighth and that gets to you, like not everyone's going to want to pay that. And they're going to be like, Oh, well, my buddy who went to the recreational dispensary paid $60 per, for his eighth and then got one pre-roll for 20 bucks. And then he, then after all the taxes, he paid nearly a, or he or she paid nearly a hundred bucks. That's, that doesn't sound funny. And she had to wait in line for three hours. So I, I can just go to my guy they, or gal. They'll, they'll get to me within an hour. They'll, they'll get me my stuff within an hour or two or three hours or whatever. I don't got to leave the house. I just got to make small talk with this person and I pay half the price and I don't got to, I don't got to wait in line for three hours. I don't got to be shuttled to a, a, a satellite parking lot. I don't got to. I don't got to do any of that stuff or pay any of of the, of those prices for for a sixty dollar eighth. You know what people are going to do. It's it's pretty it's pretty simple here. It's not rocket surgery. At the end of the day, testing is not unreasonable. Not when it comes to public health and safety, he said. But I've been smoking untested weed exactly. I've been smoking untested products since two thousand and nine, and I'm I'm still alive here. 
But I've been smoking untested weed for 17 years, and I've never gone sick. I've smoking untested weed for 10 years and haven't gotten sick. So we've gotten, we've got to be reasonable, and we've got to keep it affordable, or the legal market is dead before it starts. The medical mar- the main medical association calls marijuana contamination one of the most significant risks facing the legal market. The threats can range from E. coli po- poisoning to deadly lung infections, but most risks can't be accurately calculated because federally funded research is severely restricted. In Maine, no one's checking to see if the medical cannabis being sold is now safe. It has been legal since 1999. Again, like I've told you, they have a one-to-one history with, with, with the West Coast states. They've even, they, they, they decrim cannabis at the same time that the West Coast did in the 70s. So they are a one-to-one to the West states. And, um, if you're, if you have a medical card in any sort of, uh, medical state, Check to see if Maine, if Maine has included your state under reciprocity agreement, because you're not going to be disappointed. You're going to get as good of, you're going to get craft cannabis grown from women and men that grow it with love, you know, and, um, it's small growers that, that control that market there. It's not, it's not like the rest of the East Coast where it's Med Men or Sutera or True Leaf or, um, what other, what other, what other big name cannabis or, or Columbia Care or any of these like big, big box cannabis companies that are, are controlling the Eastern seaboard? In Maine, no one is checking to see if medical cannabis being sold is now safe. It has been legal since 1999 with 50,000 certified patients buying up to 50 million cannabis a year to treat conditions that range from glaucoma to AIDS, but Maine is the only state that doesn't require any of it to be tested. See, that, that goes to show you how small business people and how craft business can keep itself honest. Because if you put out a bad product, you know, word of mouth will spread and people are not going to buy from you anymore. Your reputation will be tarred as it should be. And, um, the market is just going to reward the good people and it's going to, it's going to punish the people that suck. Let the market decide, man. But Nick Des Lauriers, the business manager of Pro Verde said his lab has found that Maine's marijuana is rife with contaminants of all kinds, ranging from high levels of residual solvents like naphtha, in the concentrates to moldy flour, failing canvas products are the norm, he said. However, data from regional hospital intakes and poison control indicate Maine consumers aren't getting sick from contaminated marijuana. North New England Poison Control Center got fewer than 15 calls about contaminated cannabis in the over the last three years and none of those led to hospitalization. The main Center for Disease Control and Prevention has reported five cases of lung illnesses related to e-cigarette products, but isn't saying which products the patients were using or if they brought bought the products from a regulated tobacco or marijuana store or from black market dealer. End of article. Again, I don't think I have too much more to add. Um, 
I, I mean, I think it's good that they're sort of that they're sort of um, getting these um, p- these uh, caregiver and they're getting the industry's input before they go about doing things because I don't I don't feel that that's been done in Massachusetts. I just feel that the regulators are just suit or just tailoring things to their own agenda besides commissioner title and 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 restricting and regulating something they didn't really want legal to begin with but it, it seems like the main regulator is actually responsive to the people that have been doing this for two decades and that that's that's a huge deal and that's a plus um i hope you guys got a lot out of this episode um peace out If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcasts. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off cbd and you can use those codes to get a discount on various cbd products on their website and if you're looking to get inexpensive cbd flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in new england check out bostonhempire.com where you can get frequent sales on cbd flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too boston hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL HTTPS colon slash slash shop dot Boston dot com slash question mark REF equals D Scotland. Peace out and ciao.